You're listening to The Myth Pilgrim, and I am Brother Lawrence of the Missionaries of God's Love. At its heart, the spiritual journey is a delightful and perilous adventure, just like the myths and fairy tales we love. This podcast is also a journey, learning from both wizards and saints, enchanted princesses and inner demons. Together, we'll discover how the great symbols of myth and fairy tale can guide us on our journey to God. Hello everyone to this uh, special Christmas-themed um, episode of The Myth Pilgrim, where I'm so grateful and pleased to have a guest with me to share with us a special story that she wrote. This guest, her name is Sister Angela, and I got to know Sister Angela before she was Sister Angela, when she was just Angela. <laughs> Up in Darwin, when I was on my mission place, and we became really good friends there, did a whole pile of ministry and mission work together and shared life. But um, just for those who don't know you, can you maybe share a little bit about who you are and sort of how you came to be in the sisters? <laughs> Hi, I'm Angela from the Missionaries of God's Love Sisters. I'm on my fourth year, and um, this year I made initial vows, which was extra special. Before joining the sisters, I lived in Darwin for 11 years. I was in the Northern Territory public service, uh, traveling to remote communities for an admin role in driver and license testing, which was an adventure. I was also a band singer, uh, an events planner, and on the side was a youth minister for the Holy Spirit Parish in Darwin. And some of my ministries involved prison ministry and the St. Vincent de Paul Society. How I came to know the MGL priests and brothers and later the sisters was through my music involvement in the parish and uh, a number of Catholic events um, by the Disciples of Jesus community as well as the MGLs. Uh, one day I was asked to help run a bush retreat and um, in that retreat, I was able to share my story about um, what God's been doing in my life and everyone I met there. Uh, I was just really struck by how open they were. And so after that retreat, I just really felt this stirring in my heart that literally being a missionary of God's love is what I would like to do. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, so I began Consecrated Life from there and um, uh, a life where I can actually tell everyone the healing love of Jesus was what led to journey mm. with the MGL sisters and so here I am. Here you are and what a blessing you are already to Melbourne in this one year that you've been with us. Oh, thank you. Um, so we've been involved, we've been collaborating on a lot of different ministries, both, <laughs> both up in Darwin but also this year in Melbourne. Um, but I'm looking down right now at a script that you've um, very lovingly crafted called Glow, a Christmas story that you'll be narrating mm -hmm. with us very soon. But can you share with us some of the inspiration behind this story before the listeners hear it? Hmm. Well, yes, Glow is my story, my very own Christmas story. It's about my experience of Christmas uh, that Jesus transformed and healed as a little child. Um, I had grown up with a relative's family and every year they would display Christmas stockings with their children's names on it. But in one of my prayer times, 
God revealed this deep wound of invisibility and nothingness, and that's where the story is coming from. Mm. Because as it turned out, I was waiting for my own mm. Christmas stocking with my name on it yeah. for a long time, um, but never got it. Mm. So yeah, and it was only through this process. Mm. And experiencing the love of God through Jesus, that I was able to see the world as less lonely, and I was able to open myself up to a journey of self-discovery, of meaning, and of purpose. And um, that's where Glow Story radiates in all of this. Mm. Wow. Let's do this. Let's do this. Quietly tucked away in the heavenly sky called stardom, lived a simple, cheerful, preciously ordinary star named Glow. She was born the tiniest star and with a hole in her heart. This birthmark was like no other for each star gave off light from their hearts. It is the nature of heavens to declare the glory of God, the skies to proclaim the work of God's hands. Stars were bright and glorious, but it didn't seem so with Glow. Unlike other stars who were fast and bright, she was slow moving and her light was faint and duller. Without the right amount of brightness, how could a slow, dim star proclaim the work of God's hands? Despite all this, she was a prayerful star. When people on earth look up to the stars and pray to God, she pretended she was especially tasked to carry these prayers, though she knew this wasn't needed, for He hears and answers them all. Oh, how Glow loved being a star in stardom! But she was sad that she was dim and wished her giftedness was to be seen. She often wondered about her purpose. One gloomy night, a sea of black mist covered stardom. There was much chaos and all the other stars scattered. Glow was suddenly left behind. Alas, the wicked luckluster is back, declared Emperor Superstar. Banished for afflicting evil generations ago in heaven and earth, he now seeks revenge and has begun a rebellion. Lackluster is using our brightness against us. It is strange, for the brighter the star that fights him, the stronger the darkness deepens. We need a star who will undertake a journey towards Earth and find the one true light to save us. Unexpectedly, Emperor Superstar turned to glow. You are slow, dim, and dispensable. Will you go on the task to save stardom? Glow was both hurt by these words and scared stiff. A task for a little star like her to defeat Luckluster seemed impossible. But perhaps she can help stardom. Without understanding it all, she announced, Yes, I will go. 
So off she went, crossing the Milky Way, the bridge between stardom towards Earth. Glow made her way to find the one true light. The further she moved forward, the more her heart dimmed. From somewhere in the Milky Way, Professor Lit, her stealth lecturer at Glitter University, came zooming fast by and said, Though you are the hero we need, you're entering danger, take heed. The smallest of hearts you possess, you'll heal lackluster's madness by mending his hole of darkness. There was no time to ask questions, for Professor Lit was gone. With his words, Glow knew it was now time to face Lackluster. There he was, hasty and fearless. When Lackluster saw Glow's star littleness, he began to taunt her as he chased her. Glow immediately went into stealth mode. Ha! A star with no brightness? Where are you? You can do nothing to me. Glow stayed hidden and dim. She was good at hiding, and this was throwing Luckluster off. But the pain of Luckluster's shadows were unbearable. Suddenly, Glow noticed something significant. Luckluster had a hole in his heart. Glow was moved with compassion for Luckluster's pain and empty heart. In moving slowly, she saw the hole that perhaps other stars, so quick to shoot this way and that, never saw. The hole was as small as Glow. In that moment, she knew exactly what she had to do and what to aim for. But she had to wait, for Luckluster was too fast. After what seemed like light years, Glow showed herself. Luckluster dived towards her, and with all the courage and strength she could muster, Glow entered Luckluster's heart, healing it. Everything went quiet. The dark mist was no more. Glow heard a mysterious voice. It was God's familiar, encouraging voice she hears when she prays. Emerge, little one. Glow noticed she was filled with new light. Lo and behold, her dimness, the hole in her heart, was glowing in the dark. Emerge, little one. Glow came out of darkness, triumphant in penetrating it, even with her dim, weak light. At long last, Glow arrived in the night skies of the earth. Three wise men and shepherds, upon seeing Glow emerge, rejoiced with great joy, for they had gotten lost in the dark. What she didn't know was that they were all looking for the same and only one true light. They could now follow Glow's new and unique Glow. Her pace was just the right one after all, for this made her easy to follow. Up ahead, Glow was drawn to the most luminous light she had ever seen. She moved in that direction and continued at her own slow pace, 
glowing in the dark. Across the night sky, she glided humbly, purposefully, towards the light. Finally, she stopped to rest. She looked down and saw an infant lying on a manger. The infant's eyes were tender and mild. Their extraordinary connection was instant. Her heart swelled knowing she was now face to face with the one true light. The feeling was indescribable. One true light was mesmerizing. His presence was peace, pure love and life-giving. The infant's radiance was more than she imagined it to be. Awe and wonder and praises joined together in that moment. This was nothing she expected to discover. She noticed the arrival of the three wise men who followed her. They bowed and reverently worshipped the infant. They gave him gifts and asked his parents for his name. One true light was Jesus. Glow adored the infant Jesus. It felt like all of stardom, Milky Way and Earth stood still and were all looking at him. She prayed and thanked God. There was a sweet exchange of light between Glow and Jesus. Her heart was whole, love and light. She now carried within her all the brightness she needed to save stardom. She truly glowed now, for she had found her purpose. For now, until the end of time, every time people saw the slow dim star, they would be led to see Jesus, the true light of the world. Wow, it's so beautiful, Angela. It's such a privilege for me even just to listen to and forget that we're recording an episode of The Myth Pilgrim here. One, you know, this is maybe the second or third time I've heard it as a whole, but one of the things that struck me this time was the fact that what Glow considered to be her shortcomings, her weaknesses, you know, her being slow and dim actually was ended up becoming her strength. That became you know, what enabled the wise men to follow her in a way that they probably couldn't follow the other epic, bright, mm. you know, fast-moving stars. I really like that. I think it's just so important to recognize that how and what we think of ourselves is not really how God sees us. And this journey of self-discovery was really coming to an acceptance of uh, one's own capacity, accepting what you can and cannot do, and mm. though that whilst there's still so much to discover, the strength that you have is really in persevering, um, that all is grace from God. And yeah, Glow didn't realize it mm. was that very weakness, that her smallness, that was what was needed to save stardom. And so when we think we know who we are mm. and what we are capable of, but it's really God who knows our purpose. Mm. 
I also loved how um, Glow had compassion <laughs> on Lackluster, and that's sort of what, you know, inverted commas destroys him, but in some ways it's, it was love that heals him. Like, can you, what, what happened there? What inspired that? Mm. You could choose to be angry with injustices around us, and rightly so, but I think it's an invitation to really start looking within mm. and come from a place of love and compassion. And so when Glow gathered enough courage to say yes to that task, um, connection was important for her. But she also saw that hole in Luckluster's heart. Mm. And that's where, in my own journey, I try to live my life daily, not just during Christmas, but to really put love where there seems to be no love, so that we can put love there. That's St. John of the Cross. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, epic saint. Yeah. One of the things I particularly picked up this time more than others is like there's a very strong light and dark theme, like a very big contrast between the light and the dark and finding your own glow and, and everything. And I just curious, uh, out of curiosity, like in your own life journey, what has been the, the darkness, what has been the lackluster and how has the darkness in your own life enabled you to find your glow? Okay, yes, <laughs> that, that transformation, um, that glow showed in this story is the same transformation that happened for me in the darkness, not in the light. And that's mm. what makes this story so me. And recognizing that God is always the one at work, that He equips me without me even recognizing it. So. It's all about, even in our darkness, we can still be vessels of love and grace, and our stories can be used by God. Whatever gift we have, our capacity, our experience of God, just really having the courage to use it, that God will use us in ways we can never imagine. Mm -hmm. In fact, from this collaboration, I feel it's really important to say that your influence in sharing your stories creatively mm. inspired me to try and have a go in writing too, mm. which has led me to see the other gifts that God has given me mm. to reveal himself to others too. And this is what I'm doing today. So I guess from feeling hurt and not being seen, her purpose was different, but it's not just to be seen, but to point people to Jesus, mm. the guiding star. So I love that in my own life now, where I can journey with others and lead them to Jesus. Mm, well, amen. <laughs> That's both um, moving, profound, and also quite flattering. So I'm glad I can, we can collaborate on this and um, hopefully inspire others to, to really glow and find their own way of um, encountering the love of God and to share it with others. Mm. Absolutely. Um, we thought, dear listeners, as a creative way to kind of almost have a bit of a final prayer leading into Christmas. Um, so I've had the privilege of knowing that Angela, among her many 35,000 gifts, she's actually a singer, a very, very good singer. Um, and she's going to share with us one of her favorite, I guess, is it Carol? Is Christmas Carol? Yes, the title of this song is My Grown Up Christmas List. And music and lyrics are by David Foster and Linda Thompson Jenner sometime in 1989. Uh, this song has become a prayer song for me. And um, the message of 
to love God and love our neighbor and blessing them by praying for them is something that we do as MGLs every day. Mm. But also just we were made to love God and others. And for me personally, finding Jesus is the greatest gift that I've been given. And this is offered to all of us in this season. Cool. Well, it's time to gift our listeners with um, the Angela rendition of this song. <laughs> Do you remember me? I sat upon your knee. I wrote to you. With childhood fantasies Well, I'm all grown up now Can you still help somehow? I'm not a child But my heart still can dream So here's my lifelong wish my grown-up Christmas list Not for myself, but for the world in need No more lives torn apart That was were never stood And time would heal all hearts Everyone would have a friend And right would always win And love would never end This is my grown-up Christmas list What is this illusion called? The innocence of youth Maybe only in that blind belief Can we ever find the
On behalf of Angela and I, just wishing everyone of you, dear listeners, a very Merry Christmas. God bless you. God Merry bless. Christmas. <laughs> See you in the new year. Bye. Bye.